Grandma Ernestine, your yams turned out really nice this year. You had a little nutmeg? Hmm? I said your yams turned out really nice this year. Did you add a little nutmeg? She added nutmeg. Don't you ask another fucking question. Nutmeg, cinnamon, whatever the hell. You know what go in the damn yams. Watch. Watch. It's Friday, and I wish it were a Monday because there's a pretty good it's Monday and people are pissed. So let's just do it. Uh, a guy is suing his date for $17.31 because she was texting during in the movie theater. How do you feel about it? I, well, I was going to pose to you, uh, good move or greatest thing that anyone has ever fucking done in the history of the world? Because I lean towards the second one. Um. So I I understand, like, we've talked about this before, uh, texting in a movie theater is basically a crime. Yes, you Uh, can do, well, there are certain ways in which you can do it, but it's, they're very, very specific. Yeah. uh, No one's in the theater, no one's in, no one's behind you, shit like that. But here's the thing, both of these people come off as huge assholes, because one of them texted throughout a movie, and was, like, shameless about it, and didn't apologize at all, Uh, and the other person is suing the other one for $21. Uh, seventeen dollars and thirty one cents. No their tax plus plus four for the pizza. They got what? Because she got a pizza, uh, and he's suing her for four dollars on top of the seventeen dollars and thirty eight cents that it cost for the ticket. I'm suing this guy out of jealousy because you can get pizza for only four dollars at this theater. This guy knows about. They might have split it. They uh, might have been like an eight dollar personal pizza at yeah. the at the movie theater. That sounds like it makes sense, and then they split it for four dollars. That sounds like the big, busiest fucking night of anyone's life. You're texting while watching a movie and, and eating, eating pizza. pizza I can't do two, I cannot do two things at all at the same time. Um, so I really don't have a problem with this guy doing it, and I just like the idea of suing someone if you have a bad date because that I think. Uh, makes i think that people might have reservations about like gosh i go on this date like should i see this person the idea that if it goes wrong you can just sue the person is such a fucking like weight off your shoulders uh yeah but how much debt would you be in uh i wouldn't get sued i would sue them i would proactive see like i think that people no you would get sued and then you'd counter sue yes uh and here's what i would do i would go on dates where the girl would offer to pay and then i would sue her for being sexist and then I would get the free food, free date, whatever, plus money. It would be a nice little... It would be like kind of prostitution. Here's an idea for a future segment on brunch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any date that's under $30, uh, we're basically arbitrators. You come to us with your bad dates where if you want to get... You want your money back, explain to us what went wrong in the date, uh, and we'll we'll decide on it. We'll, We'll have a nice little... So you were born in the 90s, so you missed this. You have just described every fucking television show that existed in the 90s. What? Oh, yeah. They had, like, all these, like, bad date shows. Really? Uh, set you up on a bad date. You go on a bad date. Like, all this shit. Uh, who's to blame for this bad date? The 90s was... Really? Yeah, the 90s was... Uh, how can we get bad dates on camera? Have t- people talk about bad dates? Bad dates are a thing, and we got to get to the bottom of it. Wow. Yeah, okay. this, uh, so I'm... I don't even know what show you just described, but you for sure described. Want to know why? Why? That, that was a thing? Because people had to talk to each other in the 90s. Yes. So they were bad dates. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now it's like you... Bad dates are, I f- feel like, res- less frequent now because you can talk to a person before going on a date with them. Yeah. but I, So I was actually discussing this with a friend recently who does the apps and everything. And they said there's so, so many of those encounters 
are just like right off the bat. You're like when you actually meet in person, you're like, oh fuck no, you're a boring person. You're you're a person that I'm not gonna like, and then you're stuck on a bad date. I don't remember the last time I was on a bad date. Hmm. It's because like I I don't I don't go on dates very. I was often. gonna say you'd have to ask the person who was on the date with you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good good point. Uh, but here here's a question: Who goes on? Who goes to the movies for a first date? Uh, no, That's a bad move. Movies are subsequent dates where you don't want to date the person anymore, and you're like, "How can I technically say I spent some time with you?" Yeah, because if if you take a if you take a first date on a movie, you have to do like dinner before you have. To, I guess you ha- no, you don't do it. You don't take a first date to a movie because it's gonna be awkward. No, yeah, because you you don't talk to a person, but you sit next to them and you're like on a date. Movie so, dates movie dates are, for the most part, um, like, I need this to be a kind of filler, right? So, like, maybe if you're an antisocial person, you're like, I need to say that I went out on a date. Like, then you go, then you can make that first date the movies, but you're not going to, nothing's going to come from that. Right. You can't have a you're good... You're not going to make you, any progress, you is can't, what I'm Yeah, saying. exactly. You can't have a good, good date on the, going to the Your movies. next date is going to be technically your first date yes yeah so it'd be like oh i've been out with this girl a couple times and she's telling her friends like we went to the movies and we've also been out once right so, so. You, you can't you can't have a good date to, to the movies you can only have an okay date or a bad date that's why i respect this guy because he knows he's like this date's gonna suck anyway i might as well make some money off it <laughs> but I, do you respect the girl for just being like this date sucks so i'm just gonna text her i don't know i don't know because you don't take out your issues with this guy on other people because other people in that theater are lost. What if they're sitting behind everybody? Uh, then that's fine. But even if you're sitting behind anybody, everybody, you have to do the thing where you turn into your seat and you make your body kind of traps off the light. And it's like this very hidden kind of cocoon. Yeah. And if you're doing that, if you're sitting next to the person, they're there's a 50-50 chance you're leaning into them. And that's maybe a little bit romantic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I get it. But I also, I don't necessarily want to put it all on the girl here because this, there's a good chance that this dude was an awful date because he's the kind of dude who sues over twenty one. Well, I was gonna say that's the thing. Like you, the only downside of that, other than all, all the downside, is that you establish yourself as a lot of things when you sue somebody for twenty dollars for, <laughs> for essentially twenty dollars. Let's round down, call it a cool twenty. Uh, and also, like, if they settle out of court, what do you do? If they're like, all right, you're trying to get $21 out of us. We put a lot of, we've already wasted more time and money than we want to. Let's just end this. We'll give you 11 bucks. Like, do you take that? <laughs> I guess. I mean, even if you get to, even if you get the full amount of $21, it's like half a tank of gas. It would be very dickish. I wouldn't want someone to do this to me, but it'd be very cool to be rich enough to be able to be like i can sue anybody over whatever i want for however little i want just don't even cross me me. a little bit i'm just Just to cause the inconvenience yes i kind of like this guy we should have gotten him (laughs) on the podcast but instead we got uh lena waith back round two this week um we are both huge fans of master of none and she killed it but we we talked last episode about the thanksgiving episode and how great it was so she came back on we talked as usual with her it's like maybe 40 percent master of none uh 30 just us and then 20 percent was that 
however rounds out the hundred. You need another ten percent in there. Somewhere. Well, I don't have that extra ten percent, <laughs> um, and it was amazing. So, it was. It, so this is this is the most emotions that I've ever had in going through an interview. There was a lot of um, da- like the the kind of good news in silence dancing. You know when you're on the phone with somebody and they're like, yes, well, we'd love to offer you that job, but only for $10,000 more than you want, which is not something I've experienced. But in the movies, when that happens, you're going, oh, yeah, I think that works, and you're doing like fucking dance moves. <laughs> you and- know what it is? It's the Love Actually scene where she, where the uh, Laura Linney brings back Aladdin to her apartment. And oh, then she, then they do that kiss thing. Yeah, and then she goes around the wall and yeah. does the dance. Yeah, she does a little. She so does like the, uh, dance again. Like I don't like that we're giving dating advice on this podcast for some reason. But uh, you can't do that when another person's there. No, chances when are like, if there's like two two feet away. If there's another person super close to you, there's a decent chance another person is going to see or smell or, or hear, hear yeah. whatever you do that's really yeah. close to them. That's what we call in dating. Uh, the proximity rule. <laughs> yes, some people are that's fucking not near just you. Dating, I think that's in life. Proximity. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was just a dating term. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had Lena. Um, we, I guess, we won't even talk about rompers now because we talk about rompers enough with her. But people made a big ass fucking stink about rompers this week. And uh, male rompers, male rompers, yeah. And pretty much everyone I've seen has been on board with male rompers. So it's, it's the, the percentage of people on board with it. Surprisingly high. Was surprisingly, yeah. I mean, everyone at everyone at CSN, surprisingly, really, very much against it. Oh, it's okay. the only. I, I walked in. It's like I've been making the joke all week. It's like that building makes people anti romp, anti male romper because everyone else I've spoken to is one gajillion percent on board. I think they look good. I think that they they only work for certain body types. I think that like right now I wouldn't look good in one. I think that you can be skinny, you can be fat. Those are the two ways you can wear it. You can be muscular, whatever. Uh, you can't be an in-between. Okay. It would, it would just look weird. So, um, so fellas, it's either cutting season or it's... Or it's bulking season. Or it's bulking season, one or the other, because uh, we're assuming that you're going to be wearing rompers. Uh, I think that we could actually get custom-made rompers, so uh, I'm going to put some work into that, so that's very exciting. Um, Good news for anybody who wants to see some dick this summer. Yeah. Yeah, are people gonna? There's gonna be a lot of uh, controversy about guys stuffing their rompers. <laughs> I love the romper memes. Oh my! Uh, Fidelberg did did a post about it yesterday. It, yeah, romper Twitter is one of the best twitters. Yes, uh, the best one of the best tweets I've ever seen was uh, after sex, and she just throws your romper at you and says, "You're Uber here." <laughs> yeah, and it's dude, just like so. What is it, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, it's Eddie Murphy like holding the sheets like. <laughs> Just so deeply hurt. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's do some quick playlist updating, and then we will hop into the uh, the interview with Lena. Uh, one which... thing I wanted to talk about beforehand. Yeah. I did this today uh, on Twitter. There was a conversation about which way you face in the shower. Oh, yeah. So I, guess I think I... your heart was in the right place. So you freaked out, and you said that it's – if you're not all, if you're not facing the shower head, then you're crazy uh, because that's kind of that's the that's the home base. I I think that, but it's, you move around. I here's I I don't think you realize you move around the shower no, 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 more no. than I'm you not think. saying that you should face the shower head the entire time. Right. Obviously, you wash your back, you wash you wash your ass, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you sink into the tub and cry for <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah, there's gonna be rotations here. I'm talking about 
preference, personal preference, like if you're just chilling in the shower, just enjoying the water, yeah. what's the preference to where you're facing? Are you facing towards the shower head or are you facing away from the shower head? I think that the normal thing to do is to face the shower head and let the, sh- let the water hit you front on. Yes. I mean, that's the way to face life. Can't be a little coward and angle away from it's funny the shower from head. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> we're fucking guys over here. We're, uh, we're yeah, men. but uh, there was a, a surprising amount of people who said that they no, preferred to face true. away. I don't think that's true. You you never know. There's a surprising amount of people who who wipe differently, who wipe their butt differently than than I do. Why did? How did that come to just because? Just because like just because you think that that's not true. Yeah. There are people who do shit way differently, and it catches you off guard sometimes. Isn't that why we have wars? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a whole other deal, but mm-hmm. I don't think people ever go to war pe- over wiping uh, or shower f- preference. If you heighten it, then yeah, that's all. I, honestly, that's all what it is. It's people just not being able to live with each other's differences, even though, what's the big deal? You wipe front to back, right? Or do you wipe back towards towards fucking, your balls i fucking hate that we're talking about come on i wipe uh i you wipe away from your balls you wipe towards your balls i wipe away from my balls okay that's yeah. the that's the normal thing to do yeah i have i do it's like a pulling thing yeah it's a workout <laughs> yes i have multiple friends who wipe towards you don't have multiple friends because you talk about how you talk about wiping habits what the hell is wrong with you what are you talking about? I'm just saying I've had this conversation with a group of friends, and there are multiple multiple people, multiple gentlemen, who wipe towards their private areas. I hate this. <laughs> um, let's do the fucking music. Uh, we, are, uh, we both agreed to take off uh, a biggie on this one. Yes. Uh, I'm pulling it off. I'm pulling off uh, Love Lives Bleeding by Elton John, which has been the... Uh, number one song in the playlist. The uh, yeah, the uh, the the leadoff man. Yeah, so I'm pulling that off, but I'm replacing it with another Elton John song. Okay, I'm going to replace it with "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." Heard of it? Heard of it? That's a great song. Uh, one of my favorite Elton John songs. So I'm putting that on. Uh, I'm also going to pull off "Meltdown" from the Home Ooh, Games soundtrack. That man, I've, I've tried to pull that off before, and you didn't let me. Really? So, yeah. So uh, I'm pulling that off this time. I'm going to add the new Francis. Is it the new, new no, song? No, dude, new? it's an old song. But chance, but chance is yeah. Is the, the, video, so the video, the video is new. The, yeah, I yeah. Hadn't, I heard it. I the, hadn't heard it before today. The video and the and the uh, and the uh, chance verse. Yeah, yeah, the chance version. So I hadn't heard it before today. Chance tweeted out with the video. The video is great. You should go watch so, it. So yeah, I was gonna. That was. I was also gonna put that on. So I'm put. Are you putting on the? Were you gonna put on the video or the song? I was gonna put on the song. Okay, so I'm. I'm putting on the song. Uh, it's called "May I Have This Dance," and then I'm pulling off uh, "Feeling Stronger Every Day" by Chicago. That's fine. I could see that coming. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to add. Return of the Mac by Mark Morris. Nice, that's, that's a, a good song. one. That Summer is a song. good one. That is a uh, that's a Classic. big part of the upbringing. Totally. Uh, okay, so I am taking off in the blood. It's a bad week for songs involving blood on this child. playlist because those ones are gone. Why are you pulling off that song? Tell me. Uh, because I want to take off Love Lies Bleeding, and this title sounds the most like <laughs> in the blood. That's such an unfair reasoning to me. 
because no. that's one of my favorite songs. Uh, still, I'm also taking off "Only God Knows Why." Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's a, a that's like a decision. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm also taking off "Going Out" because I intended on putting on um, what's it called? So that's almost a replacement. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I need to think of the third one, but in the meantime, uh, I'm going to add a new leadoff song. And this is uh, this is one that I think if you don't agree, with, if people don't agree with, then we just don't see eye to eye. Uh, it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. I think that's just such like a good emotional, just fucking yell out the pain. Great, wonderful song. I think that everyone I'm has had those fucking times where all their friends have been together, and that song has come on. And it's like let's all just fucking yell this song. And I feel like mm-hmm. girls think it's like, oh, I thought that was just a girl thing, and it's like, nah. Guys, definitely. If you if guys haven't done that, go fucking try Probably. that right now. It's the most fun you'll have in your life. Um, I'm also going to add "No Matter Where We Go" by Whitney. Okay. I'm very excited to see them at Boston Calling. That's a fucking great song. And for the third song, um, Danger Mouse, Run the Jewels, and Big Boy did a song that just came out within the last couple days, and Danger Mouse is fucking awesome. Run the Jewels is fucking awesome. Big boy, never heard of him. I'll have to check out, see his work, if he's ever done it. I'm kidding. You're making oh, a face. I was going to say, what the fuck? Um, Big boy's <laughs> the most famous out of all those people. Um, Danger yeah. Mouse is uh, half of uh, uh, Broken Bar- Bells. Nar- Nars Barkley. Uh, no. If he is, then that's crazy. If he is, then I didn't Are know that. Sure? That's crazy. I'm pretty sure he's ha- he's not CeeLo Green and Nars Barkley. Wow, he fucking is. How did I not know that? Yeah. Um. Wow. That's so I would I so I know him for the shit that he does with like Nora Jones and all that stuff and Jack White and um and uh James Mercer and all that shit but yeah that guy's a fucking beast then yeah but uh yeah that song is really really cool um listen to like 30 seconds of we, it yeah, yeah. so I'm here's in. the thing we listened to 30 seconds of it and LP going nuts on somebody else's beat super not common I guess right. but uh it's awesome. I chuckled like three or four times during LP's actually, verse. Actually, Run the Jewels does more features than you, I yeah, think most that's people true. Think. Yeah, because they, and they get, always kill it. Right. Uh, nobody speak. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of their fucking. That's one of their best. Um, yeah. So that's the playlist. And now let's get into our interview with Lena Waithe, which was fucking awesome. Very exciting. Changes our lives. You'll hear why. Oh, you used to make that look for Rachel from France. Always thought you were looking at Joey. Joey. Why are you serious? That character was an idiot. Lena Waithe, Master of None, Season 2, our favorite guest. Season 2, better than Season 1. So good. Uh, first question, should we wear male rompers? You know what? I'm into it. I'm into the idea. You know what I mean? Because it takes a real pimp, you know, to be able to rock something somewhat feminine. Right? Yes. Like Cameron rock pink. You know, totally. if you're a real gangster, you wear you wearing a romper. Yes, and we pretty much you know, base our whole lives about real acting real feminine, so I think it kind of fits. <laughs> I'll mess with it, man. I might, just because I am who I am, I might rock a male romper and really mess the whole game up. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you wear female rompers? I do not. I don't. But, I, but, but a male romper actually, oddly enough, sounds more up my alley. That would be so fucking badass. That actually would kind of turn the whole game on its head. <laughs> if, 
if yeah. you were like, all right, rompers are in one. for women now that guys are wearing them, but girls, don't be dumb. Don't wear girl ones. I mean, guys jacked rompers from women, so it would kind of be hilarious if if women just jacked male rompers from guys. I'm, yes. I'm going to get me a men's romper. Make no mistake, I'm going to rock that shit. Oh, my God. I'm so and excited. It's going to be fly. I'm so excited. Um <laughs> I actually like to to kind of have this discussion. I actually think that they do look good. Everyone's like, "Oh, they're just doing them to look like girls or whatever." Like, I I seriously think that that they look good. No, if you rock them with some bands, you know what I'm saying, some cool jewelry, some nice some nice shades, you ready? Yeah, you have to accessorize. You ready for the barbecue? Yeah, and I also, yeah, you ready for the barbecue? Yeah, I also think that. Um, patterns are cool like my friend's boyfriend uh is an artist and he makes hawaiian shirts like on like you you can commission him to do a hawaiian shirt and i was kind of kicking around the idea of like how cool would it be if i had him make me like a jackson five hawaiian shirt or like a heim hawaiian shirt and now i'm like i just need this dude to figure out how to make rompers and then i can just put whatever the hell i want on a romper i'm gonna wear that thing every day A printed romper—that's lit. Yes, yes. Um, so you that's just turned it. thirty-three. Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you so much. I'm feeling really good. You know, entering into my Jesus year, ready to you know just be you know godly and all sorts of things. I feel like every year that Lena Waithe lives is a Jesus year. It's all godly, <laughs> all godly all the time. <laughs> you, half of our podcast. Yeah, half of our podcast is like, in other news, Lena posted a really cool photo on Instagram the other day. <laughs> we liked it. A ton. Like NBD, you yeah. know? Do you, like, meanwhile, Uptown. Yeah. D- DJ has to call out of work every time you like one of his tweets. Yes. <laughs> I, <seriously do. laughs> I actually, when, no, we, <laughs> when we were setting this up, uh, uh, Pete was like, hey, did you reach out to Lena? I was like, yeah. Uh, she said, uh, hey, boo, in the response. So that's kind of all that matters. He was like, did she say that she would come on? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But also we're, she, like, sign- she clarified that we're very good friends. So very important to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's up? I was like, I mean, why are we texting right now? I was like, of course I would come back. You know, y'all are family, man, of course. And we always want to circle back. And when I was talking to Brianna, your publicist yesterday, she was like, yeah, so Lena's good to do the show. She told, uh, I saw the email and I was like, uh, what is this? And she was like, oh, DJ and Peter, my friends, I'm going to go do their podcast. So uh, thanks again for that. <laughs> I did. I kind of I, I kind of made an executive decision. I was like, they're homies. I'm running this by you because y'all are on my team and I respect y'all conglomerate. But this is what we got to make happen. This is what we got to do. <laughs> no, what's really cool is that um, – so the Thanksgiving episode of Master and None, everyone loved – and uh, you wrote that with Aziz, uh, of course, and it's about your family uh, yeah. learning about your sexuality. And you initially yeah. just told Aziz and Alan Yang the story, and you were like, I'm really busy. You guys can write it yourselves. That would have sucked if you didn't write the episode, <laughs> but it would be so cool for mine and Pete's street cred if you didn't have time to do this big thing with Aziz Ansari, but you did have time to come on this podcast every once in a while. <laughs> Exactly. This is much easier, man. This, this doesn't take a lot out of me, man. You know, this is just fun. Well, that's no, what I so did low key. <laughs> Yo, I, look, I did say because here's the deal. My, as you all know, I'm a busy girl. Mm-hmm. Got a lot going on. Um, as last year was, uh, you know, it, it was something similar to a Jesus year. It was a very busy year. You guys will see why I come next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my plate was like really. It was it was runneth over, and in a good, wonderful way. And so I got a little nervous at the thought of like adding something to it. 
But then when it all kind of sunk in, I really heard where Aziz and Alan were coming from. They were like, look, no, you have a great voice. You know, you're a writer. This is such a personal story. Like, we need you. We need your help to tell the story. And, 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 and the experiences I've been having in Hollywood and things I've been dealing with, you know, I think that's such a rare thing to say, like, yo, we, we, we want your help. We can't do this ourselves. We don't know your voice, like, better than you. So, like, come in and help. And so it, it really was just sort of this wonderful gift that, you know, I I never even expected. And so and the fact that the response has been what it has been has been phenomenal, and, and we're just overwhelmed. You know, we're so we're so humbled by it. And I'm just so flattered, and I just feel so honored that people are just feeling like they're seeing themselves or that they've gotten emotional watching it. That's something you just never, you know, you don't expect that. So I'm, I'm really, I, I couldn't be happier with the response. So how much of that Thanksgiving episode was actually based on your own personal coming out experiences? I mean, a lot of it. I mean, we, we obviously play with the whole time thing and having, you know, uh, Dev be a part of it. Uh, but, you know, but for me, it was really, that was, I mean, with the, down to the grandmother, the play aunt, you know, like the mom's re- <laughs> reaction. Like, I mean, literally, I like took like so much, you know, from my family's life. I mean, I'm grateful to them for not like suing me. But, um, you know, and the only thing was, like, I've dated a lot of girls who I like nipples and toes, but I've never brought that girl to the crib. Uh, so that we also kind of like took some creative license. But, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's like we literally, I just pulled pages from my life. And, uh, and, uh, and also, really, I really did think an Indian family was black when I was a kid because uh, you don't understand what race is or what it actually means. So my mom had to explain to me, like, no, they're not black, but they're not white. It's the whole thing. Like, it was the whole situation. And Aziz thought that was hilarious. And so he was like, we have to incorporate that. So I was, like, literally telling him, once we got into a hotel room to write it, I was just throwing throwing stuff at him. And he's like, I love that, I love that. And we would literally pass the laptop back and forth, which I think is actually a real fun way to write an episode. I'm currently writing an episode on my own show, the Showtime show, with someone. And, that's what, and I'm, I'm literally using that method of, like, literally going back and forth. Every other thing, like, here, here, you take the laptop. Okay, I'll take it. Um, and it's just a fun, fun experience. And, and riding with Aziz was really great because I was super chill and comfortable with him. And he's just like such a goofball. So we were just like having a lot of fun, you know, just being creative. It was awesome. One of my questions was literally, was nipples and toes based on a real person that you've dated? And if so, what the fuck were you thinking? Ah, you know what? Here's the thing. I think we've all dated nipples and toes in our life. Let's, 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 let's be real. Nipples and toes need love. <laughs> yes, they do. Literally and figuratively. Um, so, so yes, I dated, it was loosely based on that, but yeah, man, I did that at one point in my life and that lasted for a while too. Like I was like caught up, uh, <laughs> but you know, but now I'm with my actual Michelle and I'm like, what was I doing? You know, like this is just, I'm actually with somebody who's an equal, who's smarter than me, you know, who's fly, who chin checks me when I need to be chin checked. You know what I'm saying? Like she's dope. And, uh, you know, and that's no shade the ones in the past. You know what I'm saying? That's what we never want to, like, we didn't want to make somebody feel like they were two-dimensional characters. Like, Nipples and Toes was like, you know, she cool. She just likes some chocolate milk and, you know, wants to be comfy cozy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, big, big shout-out big shout out to all the Nipples and Toes out there. The, uh, the scene uh, where she takes a selfie at the Thanksgiving table, oh, God. the look on your face yeah. is that face when you're in school and the kid's <laughs> telling you a joke and the teacher had just told everyone, like, everyone shut up, like, pay attention, and you're like, oh, you're getting me in trouble right now, and look, I got respect for you and I like you, but I can't be part of this right now. <laughs> the, like, you, Your face said all of that. <laughs> like, I'm I do know, man. <laughs> I was like, that's the, 
that's the face you make when your girl is asking you. You can't say no to the selfie, right. but you also feel like your family is judging you. It's a whole thing. You know, I'm glad we got that face just right. You know, we don't get a couple takes of that. I'm glad we got that right, though. Uh, how important was it for you to, uh, for you and Aziz to establish an origin story for Dev and Denise? Because before that episode, the viewer like really wasn't sure or quite aware of how long their friendship had been established and how important it was for the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I think well, I think one most like most things on Master Nut, it happened organically. You know, I think what we were talking about. You know, the first idea of, like, the coming out, which we all were super excited about. And then we got to figure out how do we house this into sort of a bottle episode. And I, it really, the whole Thanksgiving over the years was, was born out of the writer's room, which I thought was so dope and so smart. I love that when, I, when we started working on the outline. I was like, oh, this is great. And then, and then I think it sort of made sense of, like, okay, well, if we're going to start with Denise as a kid, why don't we have, like, why don't we establish that, like, Dev lived you know, across the street, and that's how they met, and um, and, and they sort of grew up together, which I love, because I love giving those guys an origin story, and I love that they actually grew up together, because the truth is, they feel like, I think I said this before, that Dev and Denise feel like brother and sister, um, so I kind of like that they, they've grown up together, and that really speaks, I think, volumes to the way Aziz and I relate to each other, you know, and the way we sort of, like, play, and sort of, like, eat, like we just have a natural shorthand so to me, I just thought it just made so much sense. We were like, oh, this is dope. We'll have like a little Dev and little Denise like running around and, you know, and they're sort of neighbors and, and, and him coming over every year for Thanksgiving. So I love the fact that you have this black girl and this Indian guy who are more like family than they are friends. And it really just kind of, I think, helped. If you watch the second season and then go back and rewatch the first, it actually helps you to understand like, oh, this is why she's so flippant with him. This is why she's so short with him. This is why she's so blunt. When it comes to him, she's blunt anyway, but you kind of get a sense of like, oh, you buy, like, oh, these motherfuckers grew up together. It also, it also kind of makes sense because you have a more limited role in this season and it kind of, Uh it kind of plays in where it's like, you can understand why these, these two people could spend a lot of time away from each other and still be just as cool. Like whenever they meet up and, but for, for this, for this season, was the your limited role a product of you just being really busy, or was that was was it uh, like a conscious thing? No, it was definitely because I was very busy. It was because I went to go film something, which I'm not going to speak about right now. Yeah, you right are. Here. We're going to uh, talk about uh, it. Oh, oh, oh! I can't talk about it. I can't. Not yet. I mean, I'm sort of it's sort of like out in the ether. But for the for the purposes of this particular moment and day, uh, I, I'm going to say you know I was I was busy. I had some cool opportunities, and um, and I'm really grateful that all my other jobs allowed me to go take advantage of those amazing opportunities. So, um, but, you know, but the cool thing is, is that, you know, we got this great Denise episode. You know, we got the wonderful Thanksgiving slash coming out episode that everybody's loving and, and talking about, which is a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, and if it's a season three, you know, and it all works out scheduling-wise again, you know, Denise will be, you know, in the cut, you know, a lot more. Here's our move there. What we're going to do now is we're just going to ask you your thoughts about a bunch of different things and a bunch of different actors, and we're just going to edit it all uh-huh. together. So you say, I can't talk about uh, this thing I was shooting, and then you're going to have a, like, a, lo- uh-huh. a long quote about how much you, you like George Clooney and stuff like that, <laughs> and uh, we'll be able to kind of okay. start a little rumor. Um, but uh, okay. when you're writing the Thanksgiving episode, um, as you sit down to do it, is there any question of like, how are we going to make this funny? Because, I mean, it's such a personal and serious thing, but the episode ends up having probably three or four of the funniest lines in the entire series. 
Oh, thanks, man. I mean, no, you know, I think, and uh, and I think Aziz can speak to this too. We really don't like. I don't know if we always are sitting there. Okay, how do we make this thing funny? Our mission is like, how do we make this thing honest? Yeah, that's always where we're coming from, you know. And and the truth is, like my situation was just sort of when you think of at the time it wasn't funny, but when, but when I look back at it, the nipples and toes thing, like. I, the girl that I was actually dating with the crazy handle, I never thought that that would one day become a bit. But when, you know, when we did that joke and Aziz ran with it, like, it just became a really great bit. So we like to pull things that are we don't think necessarily will be funny and, like, kind of figure out a way to make something honest, humorous. That's always a win-win. My, uh, I mean, the, the funniest yeah. line of that uh, whole episode is when – your mom says she assumed that you were watching Friends because you had a crush on Joey. And for all this conflict yes. that you guys have had about sexuality and the way you're living your life, the look on your face that you think that she thinks highly of Joey is like you're so disgusted <laughs> with her. Just like from a pure TV watching standpoint, that's the funniest part of the series. <laughs> and uh, I mean, oh, and it, I feel like that's probably you. You know, that's probably coming from you, like the TV buff. You know that when everyone watches Friends and they're oh, like, yeah. "Oh, I love Joey so much," you're like, "Fuck, man, Joey was a million dollars in debt to Chandler, and he like fucked like his his friend's <laughs> girlfriend, and he's such a bad. He's like he's not that good a character." I know, I know. I was like, "What? That character's an idiot." That was great. That was, and I think that kind of came out of uh, Aziz's brother and niece. I think he kind of was like, "He's like, let's take that joke even further." Um, <laughs> you know, we just had so much fun. Also, all of us, we're, a lot of us, we're all on that set, our TV head. So hmm. that kind of thing is like, we're we're with you guys. Like, we we want to make fun of stuff like that. We want to like give people that very specific joke um, because yeah, because we love it. You know, that's us. We're out here watching a gang of TV. That's a, like the Cumberbatch thing in season one. Uh, Cumberbatch. I, I, <laughs> what's that batch? <laughs> uh, that batch. So, one of so, my favorite lines. So are you? Are I'm assuming you're you're a Rachel person. I am, man. Who's not? Oh, Monica. Oh, we, yeah, we've had this discussion in the past. I'm a Rachel guy. A DJ is a, is a Monica guy. Yeah. You know what? I get that. I get that. Courtney, don't, you know, don't sleep on Courtney Cox. She's still kicking <laughs> no, too. Never. Um, yeah, I mean, se- okay. season the first couple seasons. I mean, I, I think that through the for the run of the show, Rachel and Jennifer Aniston is just obviously unstoppable the entire time. But I think that still the, unstoppable now, right? But for the first few seasons, <laughs> that is like that show had two aces. There yeah. was like no, there was no one A, no one B. They were fucking tied. <laughs> Wait for the first couple. Really? Okay. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Early yeah. Monica. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. But around season three, though, like Jennifer was like, "I, I came to win." <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah exactly. She pulls away, you know, especially. Was, yeah. And like as they develop, uh, Monica, they they have her marry that knucklehead Chandler. So. Uh, I know. Yeah. I'm, t- to be honest, like that's a very disappointing. I know, right? <laughs> so, who do you think? Well, was the, you know, they have to marry two of them. Who do you think was the best male friends character? Because I, I think it's Ross. I think it's Ross because I'm a Ross. <sighs> you know, I you know I'm a Ross. I'm a freaking Aiden. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I connect with those guys. Yes, I'm a romantic. I'm a good one. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like those characters because they say they're like you know what? Sometimes a good guy doesn't always finish last. Yeah, and Chandler is every guy I've met in my life. 
It's like, oh, like you're kind of funny sometimes. Sweet. That's real fucking impressive. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad. A lot of girls I know like Chandler. And I'm like, that means that you uh-huh. see yourself with a Chandler. That means that you're not shooting high, you know? Because every fucking guy is Chandler. I put a lot of thought well, on this. <laughs> look, I get that. I get that theory. I get that, man. Um, so when they suggested uh, Angela Bassett for the mom, you assumed she'd pass. So you And you said, quote, let me know when she passes because I got Charlie Ralph on speed dial. How did you not tell us the last episode that you had Cheryl Lee Ralph on speed dial because we specifically talked <laughs> about how Sister Act 2 is maybe the most important thing in my life? <laughs> oh, man, come on. Your teacher says take off your robes. Look, yes. Cheryl Lee Ralph is a legend, and <laughs> I love her so much, and I'm actually friendly with her. That's crazy. So, and I, I don't know if I was like – and also, too, I'm super cool with her son, too, at the end, who's awesome. Uh, well, Cheryl, here's the thing. Even though Cheryl didn't play my mom in, in, in the show, she does play a character's mom in a movie that I produced, and she's phenomenal in it. That film was called Stepsisters. Hopefully, it'll be coming to a theater near you very soon. It's all about a white girl that has to teach a bunch of... Uh, I'm sorry, it's all about a black girl that has to teach a bunch of white sorority girls how to step, which I like to call Sister Act meets Stomp the Yard. Oh, my so, God. I'm so excited. That is a fucking <laughs> elevator pitch right there. Yeah. I mean... I don't get no better than that. And Shirley <laughs> Rob is in that. And that's why I have her on speed dial. And I love her dearly. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't let y'all know. But, you know, sometimes you got to keep certain things close to the chest. You know, these, 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 these Hollywood relationships, you know, you got to protect them. You know, you can't be having <laughs> all the business out there. But now well, people know. We've Fine. asked every guest we've had if they know Zac Efron. And they just roll their eyes at it. Um, so I understand ah, why you got to keep I that close to the him. chest. Quick question, though. I, um, I, 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 no. I yeah. wish I knew that. Okay, so you answered my question for me. Do you know Zach Efron? <laughs> uh, on the topic of, uh, of of the mother, how difficult was it to write the part of Denise's mother where there was like there was opposition to Denise coming out, but there but you necessarily you don't necessarily want to paint her as a villain because you kind of want to understand her point of view. How difficult was that to write? You know what? It wasn't as difficult as one would imagine, and I think it's because I have so I've had so much space from it. You know, I've had I've had some time away from it, so I can kind of look back and 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 really, you know, write her as a person who is experiencing something that's actually quite difficult, and there's no rule book on how to do it the right way. Um, I think that's the way I really look at. That's why I look at my actual mom. That's why I look at the character. And the big thing is, as a as just a writer, you know, uh, any good writer, any, there's no any writer worth their salt knows you don't make somebody a villain, you know, for right. the sake of a laugh, for the sake of story. So for me, it was about how do I write her as a full rounded human being that people aren't mad at, you know, because it's like Denise is the character everybody loves. You know, so I, you don't want a character like coming in. And luckily for me, like that was actually she wasn't like you're going to hell or. You're never going to, you know, succeed in life. You know, it really was a thing of I, I worry about you now because now I don't know what your life is going to look like. You know, now you're going to have a harder life. And I think people, you know, gay or not, can look at that and go, wow, this, she actually, even though she isn't all the right things, she really is being a mom. And she's worrying and she wants her, her kids to have a normal, nice life. And I think that, to me, was a big part where everybody, I think, kind of says, like, Oh, I understand that. You know, I get that. Because that's what every parent wants. That's what every, and every kid knows it about our parents. But they just want us to be happy. And I think going at it from that angle, I think I was able to write her in a way that folks could understand her struggle, but they could also, you know, see her 
her journey. Um, and that was, and, and the fact that people really connect with the mother and, and understand, you know, what she's going through to me is a huge triumph because I never want her to come off as two dimensional or come off like the bad guy, but I also didn't want my character to be the hero either. We're both flawed and we're both trying to come to, to terms with this, this thing that neither one of us is that comfortable with, honestly. We, uh, we definitely want to talk about the shy, but, uh, I'd be remiss if we did not bring up Kim Whitley and how good she was. Oh in my that God. Episode. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Her and Love her. her and disease fi- uh, feeding off each other. Like I'm watching that scene and I'm thinking of you just being like a TV and movie buff. On one end, you've got Aziz sitting at this table, and Aziz is one of the biggest stars on the planet right now. But he's also like your boy, uh-huh. and he's your he's like your peer, yeah. your contemporary. But then you've right. got Kim Whitley screaming at him to not ask another fucking question. <laughs> and I'm like, this must be more daunting for you to sit at a table with Angela Bassett and Kim Whitley just murdering this shit than it is to sit next to, right now, one of the biggest stars in the world. And the clip of her drinking straight out of the wine bottle is yes. fucking iconic oh, and should go into a museum I mean, forever. I actually almost texted Pete when I was watching that because Pete's a master with like gifts and making stuff all social, social media, all that shit. I wanted to like text him and be like, clip uh angela bassett drinking the wine and and uh, kim whitley taking it out of the bottle if i could put a clip of a tv show on oh. a t-shirt it would be fucking that one and i'd wear it every day oh <laughs> Let's do i want that t-shirt yes i want that t-shirt man. you know what actually no. we're, we're gonna we're gonna have uh so uh kathy who does our art we're gonna have her draw something off that and we'll send you that t-shirt dude I, this is why i fuck with y'all so hard. <laughs> yes. hard. we'll send it to you that's on a rocker yes <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Look, let me let me give y'all so much credit right now because y'all, this is why y'all are brilliant because y'all see the brilliance in Kim Whitley, right? Like she's freaking legendary. Um, can y'all hear me? I'm driving. Y'all good? Am I yeah, good? Yeah, yeah we good. just passed out because you okay, called right, us brilliant. Okay. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Kim Whitley. That's my. Oh my god! I cannot wait to work with her. I want to do something with her. I want to. I'm trying to write something for her. You know, I'll put it out here right now. I want her to, I basically want her to have her own show. Like, I want to, like, oh God, yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm working on, you know, sort of loosely, semi-autobiographical based on her life. I'm try, I'm literally, I wrote something. Like, I, I'm, I'm literally in the process of, like, bugging different people about, like, what can we do? How can we make this happen? And now the episode is out and everybody's seeing how dope she is. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping hope and prayers up alive and all that jazz because I think she's phenomenal. But I actually told them, I said, it has to be Kim Whitley. We have to have her play the aunt or the mom's best friend. And they were like, yeah, but her schedule's crazy. She's not in New York. I was like, I don't give a shit. And I do have her on speed dial. So I called her, and thankfully, Melina Masukas, who's our fearless director who came yeah. in and made this episode what it was, she, um, she agreed with me. She's like, oh, my God, Kim is phenomenal. And we literally, and, and they were like, well, we don't know. They literally were seeing actresses and saying, looking for, quote, unquote, Kim Whitley types. I was like, no, we got to get Kim. And and so I called Kim, and I'm like, yo, Kim, man, get out here. Fly your ass out to New York. Let's get this done. I need you to be in this episode. It's a special episode. Like, you got to come do it. Of course, she's dope. She, like, told her people, okay, I will figure it out. They figured it out. She came to New York and just came and just fucking slayed. Slayed. And her and Angela had never worked together before, but they knew each other very well. And they just were just magic, man. Like I've gotten so many tweets from people saying, like, can we have this, the Kim, Angela, you know, Denise show? Oh, I'm yes. like, yo, I, in a perfect world, I would do that shit. Angela's a little busy. Angela's got <laughs> shit going on. But I'm telling you, Kim, I'm grabbing her by the hand. And I'm, we don't do something. Listen. I think she's phenomenal. And I think she's so unsung, dog. Totally. Listen, if you have, we have no doubts that that's going to happen. And when it does, can you put us in it? Because we want to work with you and her as well. Yes. 
Any any little no, role. Just put us in it. We need to. I got y'all. Yes, I got y'all. I was driving by Baywatch billboard, by the way, with Zac Efron looking very felt. Nice goodness. Yeah, we're uh, that. So that comes out. on we're, it comes out Next Friday, week. but we're gonna go Thursday, and we're gonna we're gonna bang out two quick viewings, and then we're just gonna podcast I, really hard about I, it. I love you guys. You know what? That's <laughs> it. We gotta get on a group text. Hell we yes! Oh my on, god! On the top, like we're, we're gonna after this is all done, like I'm gonna tell Bree to, to make sure you have myself. We're getting on a group text. We have to figure out what the title of that group chat is. Um, but we're going to figure it out, and it's going to be phenomenal. Oh, my God. Uh, this is the greatest moment of my life. I'm overwhelmed right now. Um, opposite, opposite Oreo? Opposite Oreo? I don't know. Oh, Ooh. I like that. Opposite Oreo? <laughs> we'll, we'll have, like, the, the first, let's say, six to eight weeks of the group text will be just coming up with names. <laughs> and then we'll go from there. Um, Lots of gifts. Lots of gifts. Lots yeah. of gifts. Oh man, well, yes. absolutely. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Nah, it's it's debate yeah, day. yeah. Oh man. Um so quick like let's talk about the shy. Uh that's the showtime show that you created. Common is an yeah. EP. Yeah. Um real quick, uh let's yeah. just hit on how handsome Common is. See, that's a very handsome person. <laughs> he's super handsome, he's got a great voice, and he's super freaking chill, and he's very positive. The energy is very positive. He's like a rapper, you know, that's like that's, that's very zen. Yeah. How many yeah. zen rappers? Uh, when, when you're working with Common on something like a TV show and it's in kind of an off-screen capacity, how much pressure is there uh-huh. to force him onto the show? Because like, I watch the commercials where John Hamm does voiceovers and I get pissed off because I'm like, you're wasting the best part of John Hamm. Like, you can just like show John Hamm's face instead. Uh, well, look. Look, who, I mean, I I can't confirm or deny. You never know. He might pop up. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Shit, I might pop up. We'll yes. For the money, right? I'll just. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we'll see. You know, his schedule is crazy. But look, I mean, look, I'm honored that he was so, him and his team uh, were so passionate about the script from the very beginning. They were the first people to, like, take me out and wine and dine me and be like, we want to be a part of this. And that's a big reason why, you know, when it all kind of got set up, I circled back and was like, yeah, 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 I want them to be a part of it because, you know, he's Chicago like I'm Chicago. You know, we don't, yeah. we're not just from the city, but the city is a part of us. And it's, and it's a part of and it makes us who we are. So that's why I knew he would really get where I was coming from. And he was so passionate. Like, he picked up the phone and called me, like, way back in the day and was like, we got to make this show. And he's been on the journey to a whole, the long, you know, in a real way. And, um, yeah, he's just dope. And he's become, like, family. And, he, you know, we're just so, you know, we just want to get it right. You know, we're, our goal is to make this thing and make it special and, we just hope folks will kind of ride with us and roll with us and let this show live for a long time, um, you know, and so that way other shows that come after it will continue to tell stories, not just of, like, you know, what they think the city is, but, you know, the humanity of the city, the essence of the city, and the people of the city. And the people of the city, you know, are not a monolith. They, they all come from different walks of life, and they all have hopes and dreams and wants, and that's what we really want to show. So I'm excited about it. And you got Jason Mitchell in that. He obviously was outstanding, uh, straight out of Compton. Uh, Oh, he's so dope. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Like, I'm obsessed with him. And funny enough, he was doing an Insta story today talking about the male rapper. And really? He was like, I don't know, man. And I, and I, and I sent him a message. You know, you can send somebody a message on Insta. And I was like, yo, you will look fly in one of them joints. <laughs> and he responded and started laughing. But I love him. He's great. And, and, like, honestly, I've seen, like, him play his character on the show. Like, you know, I got an early look. And, um... And he's just, I just think people are going to love him even more. People already love him, but they're really going to see a side of him that they just haven't seen. And, and you know, and he's just so freaking good. He can, he can, 
he, I, I think he's a little underrated as an actor because he's so funny and he's charismatic and yeah. he's easy. But honestly, like this cat, he can read the phone book and make it, you know, entertaining. That's how good he is. Like he's so captivating, and I, I'm just, I'm so honored that we got him. I always say he's the compass of the series, and like um, because of the role that he plays, and I, and I and I and he's the he's also the compass of the cast, and like he's he's like my brother. I love him, and he's just he's so dope, and he's so black, and he's so brilliant, and he's so humble. I love his ass. When does uh, do do we know when this comes out? We don't we don't have a date yet, but you know we'll, as soon as we do. I'm sure Showtime and the studio will make sure everybody knows when it when it airs, and we hope everybody shows up and checks it out and uh, tweets about us and, and uh, talks about it and helps us get a season two. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're so excited to see that. We're so excited uh, still for 20s. Uh, everything that you do. Yes, is just I know. Crazy. I'm working on that. Yeah? I'm working on that currently. Yes. Well, I'm working on getting it done. There's a place that is excited about it, and um, and I'm excited about how excited they are about it. Um, and they really believe in my voice and, you know, and, and my love for the show and why the show needs to happen. Um, I'm also happy with the response we got from the Thanksgiving episode because it kind of shows that the world is ready for a TV show about a lesbian and her friends, yeah. a black lesbian and her friends. I would just want to so, say, like, that's got to feed into that. Like, that's your – there's no better sales pitch for that show than, like, Google my fucking name right now. <laughs> Everyone is freaking okay. out about how good this episode is. I know. And, and, and this place, is they're, they're fans of the show, so – you know, I'm sure they've seen it and they've dug it, and uh, yeah, man. So my fingers are crossed, but I got a little more work to do to, you know, to to make sure these guys understand like why this show needs to happen. But I'm I'm always ready to roll up my sleeves and get to work um, and uh, and make this thing pop. So my hope is the next time we talk, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll be texting very soon just about everything. Yes. But my hope is is that we I, I look forward to being on all these podcasts and talking to folks about you know 20s and and coming to a TV screen near you. Awesome. Well, uh, we've always wanted to have friends, and now that we have one, we're very, very excited. Uh, so <laughs> thank, thank you for, for coming on with us, for interacting with us, all the shit that you do. I mean, you, we, are, we are huge, huge fans, and uh, the this, this stuff you do is dope as hell. So uh, thanks, as always, for fucking with us, as they say. I fuck with y'all hard, you know, and I can continue to fuck with y'all. And I love your energy. I love what y'all are doing. You know, I think we need more of this in the world. So thank y'all for just existing, for being joyful, for being amazing. Um, it, it warms my spirit, and I know y'all got a lot of fans out there that appreciate what y'all do. So thank you for doing what y'all do. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. We love you. Yeah, man. Yeah, we will. Love y'all back. I said your yams turned out really nice this year. Did you add a little nutmeg? She added nutmeg. Don't you ask another fucking question. How about that? A new friend. Mm. We have a friend. We've got a fucking friend. That So that is... I'm not even joking. That is a dream come true. Yeah, the dancing that we did as she was saying that, we were doing like a lot of like very uh, Chandler and Joey uh, jumping up and down. They start to hug, and then they're like, oh, wait, we're on a homophobic television show. We shouldn't hug because we're both men, and then pull away. If you blacked out like we did, uh, here's a quick little recap. Uh, she said that we're brilliant. Mm-hmm. She said she called us family. Yes. She said that she loved us. Mm-hmm. And then she gave us her phone number after the interview, and now we're on a group text. With she her. also said quite a few times, "That's why I fuck with y'all." Yes, and, and then she and then she said that she she might put us on one of her shows. Yes, that was a great, great move, great request because I legitimately do think, and we've already done a, a little texting with her thus far. Um, I texted you actually after, and I was like, "How much is too much?" 
yeah, like, yeah. like no, when I do we have to yes. slow our roll? Because yeah. like, I had like a good thing, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I it's just like, got mentionitis right now. She's on the brain. I see something. I'm like, you know who would love this is Lena. I'd you love to send this to her. It's like when you when you first start having interest in somebody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you mentionitis. Don't to, you don't want to scare them away. Yeah, and you don't want to like overdo it. And and I don't know if those butterflies are ever going to go, go away because Lena's just like one of those people that it's. Just, she shouldn't be in our, either of our phones. Well, I mean, there's different levels of interest you can have in someone. Like, you can meet someone and be like, oh, I'm a little intrigued by you. Or you can meet someone and be like, holy shit, this, this person seems to me like a fucking game changer. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know what, I've, I'm a little flustered, already caught feelings. That's what like, Lena is right of your, off the like bat. Like, out of your league personality-wise. Right. Or just, yeah. Uh, As a human being. Just yeah, out, out right. Just like, <laughs> this is just too good to be true. That's what Lena is. Yes. But for some reason... And some, we vibe, yeah. We fuck, we fuck with each other. Yeah, we've uh, done a little texting so far. Uh, she suggested maybe two guys and a lesbian. You said two guys, a lesbian, and a pizza place. I like that reference. I actually thought that you might be too young for that. I remember it vaguely. I never watched it as a kid, but I remember the commercial. It was only called that for like yeah, and then it was two minute, guys and a girl, and then right? they just dropped it to yeah. two guys and a girl because. Uh, it's offensive to pizza places or something. <laughs> um, it was offensive to Italians. They're appropriating uh, Italian culture. The calzone community got real upset. Yes, so they dropped that off. Um, so we did a little text thing, suggested a few things, and uh, then I just changed it. I, oh, I, I suggested nipples and bros 23. <laughs> she kind of rejected that. Right, right she was like, nah. She's like, nah. <laughs> was like, nah. That's okay. <laughs> I thought that that was... Well, a- let's workshop that one. <laughs> I thought that was actually a really good one. Um, and uh, yeah, then we settled on right now. It's called uh, Re- Opposite Oreo. Yeah, something like that. Opposite like Oreo. The, the original idea. Yeah, so uh, we're... I mean, she's kind of in the stable now. I, I always knew that she was. I said this recently. I don't think the brunch listeners know that she was in the stable, mm-hmm. but now it's just, it's fully on. She's she, our, honestly, she, she I, I don't want to say this, but she's surpassing honestly, Randy. Yeah. She might've leapfrogged Landy. Randy. I know Randy listens to the podcast yeah. every now and again. Yeah. So, uh, Randy, you never gave us your phone number. So you just got cucked. That's true. He did give us, uh, his address. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, so we can still go to see him. <laughs> He gives his address for merch <laughs> if we just showed up to his house. That would be amazing. We should just check in with him a and be like, hey, man, like, privacy. W- what are you up to? You doing anything work-wise? And if he's like, nah, man, just a down period, we're like, all right, he's home. Let's go. <laughs> that would be that'd be a good – it would be like a little hidden uh, camera show. It's like uh, – oh, you haven't seen Popstar, have you? No. Uh, well, in it, Snoop Dogg has a show called Surprise, Motherfucker. <laughs> and his catchphrase on it is... Uh, Surprise, Motherfucker? No, it's okay. uh, like, I'm Snoop Dogg, and Motherfucker, you've just been surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we, we can do, like a little game show like that. Just be like, like pop-up podcast. Gotcha, bitch. Now <laughs> we got a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it can be called Podcasting to You. And it's just, you show up. Uh, bang on the door, they open it, and it's like, surprise, we're podcasting right in your face. And kind of like, we didn't uh, do anything with this audio, but we podcasted a little during warm-ups of the media game. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and like, I think it was Finalberg came over, he was like, what are you guys doing? You guys doing something for the podcast? And we were like, well, we are doing the podcast. And he was like, I don't fucking understand you guys. And <laughs> skated away. Um, uh, here's, here's an idea, too. We could ask Randy if he's doing anything, and if he, if he happens to say yes... We go and rob his house. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. He actually uh, posted something on Instagram where 
one of his neighbors uh, had wood over all their windows. And uh, I, I, I saw that. He said, what the fuck happened? Right. Here? There was a fun little back and forth of like those people aren't adults because they're not they don't know how to keep their house. <laughs> um, so that's not a bad idea. We can just fucking break into Randy's house. So uh, moral of the story, Lena Waithe, great friend. Randy, this isn't working out well for you. <laughs>